Hey, thank you for joining us on the Green Fork Collective Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. So I'm going to introduce our lovely guest, Anya, plant-based registered dietitian and nutrition coach who specializes in implementing and analyzing vegan and vegetarian diets. Welcome to the show, Anya. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I did a little research and I came across your profile and I was very interested. Actually seen uh, a few features in the Veg Out magazine because I tend to look at that every now and then and that's kind of in my bookmarks and I seen that you were on there and as a Michigan born and raised Michigan woman, I was very excited to see what kind of work you're doing, um, plant-based diet and, you know, just kind of teaching people how to eat right and to incorporate, you know, vegetables into their diet. And so tell us a little bit about how you got started and why plant-based as specializing in that. Why plant-based? Great question. So I didn't know right away that I wanted to become a dietitian or a writer. Um, And I actually didn't even know what a dietitian was um, up until college, really. Um, I thought about becoming maybe like a mental health professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but food was always like a huge part of my life. My family owned a restaurant when I was growing up. And both my parents are great cooks. Um, And so I kind of went to college with the hope of like, I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we all all do. (laughs) Yes, yes. I I didn't want to stay, you know, in my high school town and wanted to have that college experience. And Mm -hmm. I felt confident in myself that I'd be able to find find what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, And I remember sitting with my counselor in college and kind of, you know, she was great. We were able to go through my likes and my interests and Mm -hmm. what I didn't like. And she recommended um, considering the dietetic program. Okay. Yeah, this was all new to me, but I was like, I started researching. I was like, this is, how did I not know this existed? This was Mm -hmm. made for me. Um, And it just so happened that my university had that program. Not all universities do. And so it was a great fit from the early classes. Um, Okay. Yeah. And plant-based, that didn't come into play until kind of, I was vegetarian in high school and beyond, Mm -hmm. um, more from like an animal rights perspective. Yeah. But then the nutrition click, it's hard to ignore. So that's when, you know, kind of the the senior year of my undergrad, Mm -hmm. um, I decided to transition to, you know, fully vegan plant-based eating. And, you know, the research really was astounding. Yeah, I mean, it, it is connected, um, like puzzle pieces. And that's amazing, too, that your counselor um, kind of recognized those qualities in you, kind of gave you an understanding of, hey, well, here's your options. So that's great. Um, and I do think a lot of the times when we are introduced to, you know, plant-based or introduced, it can start with animals. Um, I know for me, I start, I grew up a meat eater, but I've been plant-based for uh, almost 20 years now. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so it's been a long time. And I'm usually pescatarian because I get a little bit too skinny when I don't eat fish for some reason. Like, I'm one of those people, mm-hmm. I, I lose weight easily. I know people probably don't care about that part. But because um, my <laughs> cousin and my sister usually teases me about that. But so sure. I try I try to have the fish because I, I tend to get too skinny if I'm like, not having, you know, the protein shakes and things like that. But that's very interesting because I know everyone's journey and wellness and, you know, plant-based food and just, you know, more so food that is sustainable and that will fuel you and nurturing 
you know, it's a process, um, finding out that information, putting the pieces together, deciding if you do, like, what direction should I go in? Um, So that makes total sense because as someone that I'm very passionate about the wellness industry, and I'm also very passionate about women in wellness and learning about, you know, their journey and learning how you got to where you're at now. Um, So tell us a little bit about, like, what are some of your favorite um, clients? Like, what, what's a ideal client? I hate to use that word ideal, but what are some of your, like, your favorite clients that you have that come in and maybe they want to switch over, they want to eliminate some things out of their diet? What, what does that look like? Like, give us a glimpse of that. Definitely. So I do work full time as a pediatric clinical dietitian. So like my caseload is a little bit different than the private clients that I mm-hmm. see on my own. Okay. Um, but within that realm, like the clients that I do take on for coaching purposes um, on my own, you know, I just like the patients that are or the clients that are interested, but haven't necessarily made the jump maybe for, you know, X, Y, and Z barriers. And I just like to roll with it and kind of work through those barriers with them, mm-hmm. whether that be like a lack of knowledge or, you know, just not knowing what to start with or the assumption that, you know, it has to be all or nothing. I'm a big gradual, small change kind of gal. And yes. I, I just like to kind of, you know, make it known for those clients that we don't have to completely up, you know, overhaul their, their diet in, in one session in one day. So the clients that are interested, because you can't, you can't force people, you know, into this, no, like, at all. Course, <laughs> Um, but the clients that are interested and are, you know, looking for expertise, I, I do really feel like, you know, they're my ideal client, as you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, because gradually is really the way to go. Um, my introduction to plant-based food, I had dated this amazingly attractive man <laughs> who was all <laughs> plant-based and wouldn't eat at certain places. You know, he was vegan. He wouldn't, you know, he was always educating me about why you shouldn't he- eat here and why you shouldn't do this. And as someone that lo- that I love to learn and I love a good challenge and I, and I learned, I like to do better and to, um, you know, kind of explore different options, right? Uh, not be put in a box, if you will. And I yeah. remember him just kind of, us talking for hours and him showing me all these different restaurants and it was amazing and he would always say like you know you can't make people do it you can introduce people but you can't make them do it you can just introduce them to it and if it's something they pick up it's something they pick up Um, but you but to your point it's definitely not something you can make people do you can kind of expose them educate them but ultimately it's up to them to make the decision to you know gradually switch um so that's amazing. So you you work with in a pediatric setting, but you also have clients outside of that with the it's called a veg centric dietitian. Yes. Um, and you can find Anya online uh, at veg dot com. Also, you're on social media as well. So your Instagram and are you on Facebook right now? Yes, I do have a Facebook okay. page as well. Yep. Okay, cool. So you guys can look her up and find her there. Um, so let's jump into some fun questions. Great. Um, if you had a dinner party and you can invite three people, dead or alive, who would they be, why, and what would you serve? 
Great question. <laughs> so I love that it's a dinner party. That is my like ultimate booty goal. I love, <laughs> I love a dinner party. Um, Me too. So I definitely think um, I would invite my grandfather. So I still have three out of the four living grandparents, which I'm so lucky to be able to say that. Love, yes. Uh, but one of my grandparents passed when I was in, I think I was in middle school, um, and he was a physician. He was retired by the time I came around, mm-hmm. but he was a very, like, nutrition-interested physician, like, far okay. before his time, right? Yes. Um, he, he was a dieter, um, not necessarily plant-based. You know, he mm-hmm. was very interested in, like, the, um, oh, gosh, the zone diet, the Atkins diet. I remember diet. that, yep. Yeah. So they were, you know, they were popular, but he always like, he was knowledgeable and and super willing to like accept new information too. So I think now working in healthcare and Mm -hmm. being, and and being plant-based, I just feel like that would be a really cool opportunity to pick his brain, teach him kind of the newer, the newer research we have. Um, So he would definitely be invited to that. Okay. That's awesome. I love that. I'm a granddaddy's girl. So I get that. That's, That's a good one. I love that one. And then who would be your next guest? My next guest, um, I think I would have to invite Alana Mulstein. She's a well-known dietitian, um, and she's just she has such great energy, mm-hmm. and she's a, she is not scared to eat, which I would certainly appreciate that company at a dinner party. You know, yes, for <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, so I would definitely invite her. She's kind of like a, a career muse in a way. Again, her energy is just inspiring. Mm-hmm. I love that. And lastly, I I feel like maybe like a 90s pop star of some sort. <laughs> yep. yep. Girl, which it would be really hard to narrow down. But I really liked Baby Spice and Scary Spice as a kid. They were they were my idols. So, you know, I think it... <laughs> I, I love the Spice Girls. I'm right there with you. My niece, I passed it on to her too, and she loved the Spice Girls too. <laughs> yes, to childhood, totally. Yeah, I love a good Spice Girl. I love I, I love a good pop culture. I'm I'm all into pop culture. I love that. I watched a lot of MTV, so I'm right there with you. Yes. Um, okay, so that's awesome. So, what's in your fridge that's about to go bad? Okay, so probably vegan cream cheese. Um, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> which is so specific and random yeah um but with the the writing that I do for veg out we do some roundup style articles for example like you know the 10 best vegan cream cheeses or mm-hmm. something like that and so as writers we want to make sure that we actually like the products that we're talking about and we're recommending you know these products based on um actually trying them and mm-hmm. and seeing if they taste good how the packaging comes all of that so we do request samples, um, which does mean a lot of the same product, maybe different flavors and varieties and brands, mm-hmm. but all at once. And, you know, vegan cream cheese, there's only so much you can eat at a time. So my husband and I have been, you know, eating bagels and making dips, but there's only so much you can do. <laughs> That's <so. laughs> true. My boyfriend switched to vegan cream cheese. He likes to get it um, now. And he had, my favorite is Kite Hill. Yes, me too. That's I, I like the consistency. I like the flavors. Like um, I had a day job before um, at a wellness center and I would always, we would do meetings and I would always buy it and not tell them. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. And yes. then I told them later, I'm like, it's vegan. And they're like, you're always trying to make us be healthy. I'm like, no, <laughs> you didn't even know it was so good. Right. They were like, yeah, it was so good. 
So I like that one is so good. I agree. I feel like it's the the tanginess. I think they use like active vegan cultures. So it really does give you that tang that, you know, traditional cream cheese does too. Yeah, I like I like Kite Hill a lot. And then I like um I think it's a cashew tree line. Yes, that's a good one too. Oh my god, it's so good. They're very expensive, but you and you have to use it because the last time I had it, it it spoiled and I was like, oh, so I had to put myself on punishment. I'm not allowed to buy it unless I'm actually making a dip or something with totally. it. So. Totally. <laughs> yes. No, those are good. And I'd probably serve that at my dinner party as with crackers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, I had that with a, a red pepper. Someone made it one time with a red pepper and blended it up in the Vitamix. Oh my God. It was so mm-hmm. good. And then they put like scallions and uh, sesame seeds and olive, a little bit of fresh olive oil on top and lemon. It was so good. It was like a, I forget that Middle Eastern dip. It's like that with the red pepper. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So who was the top? So when you reviewed those 10 vegan cream cheeses, which one was at the top or which one did people enjoy the most? So we don't always, we do occasionally work on like ranked articles where there actually is like a a quote winner according to the writer. Um, Mm -hmm. But for that, for those like typical roundups, we usually just do it like list style. Okay. Um, But I mean, for me personally, Kite Hill, like I said, it would be my, my favorite. Um, But yeah, we just kind of list them as these are options that you, you could choose. So no winner for that one. Oh, I got it. I like that though. It's not a competition. It's just who who likes what the best. Everybody has different taste buds and everybody likes different things. Um, So I, I love that. That's awesome. So my next question, if you could collaborate with anyone, who would it be and what would you collaborate on? Ooh, great question. I think, you know, I'm I'm all about um, accessibility when it comes to you know plant based eating. Um, I would really like to probably collaborate with like a um, an accessible fast food chain, like a popular fast food chain, like mm-hmm. maybe McDonald's, for example. Okay. Um, you know, certainly not the healthiest options, and really, there's not a lot of vegan friendly options. I mean, I think some of the pies are, but that's mm-hmm. that's something else. Yeah. Um, but it's cheap and people people utilize it often, you know, if you think about like busy parents or people who travel for work. And sometimes that truly is one of the only options. And I just I wish that they had better variety, healthier choices, but not, you know, triple the price of like the fries and the nuggets and things like that. So sure, if, yeah. I, if I could craft that up to be, you know, um, more beneficial to the plant-based community and and work with a a fast food chain um for the greater good i think i think that would be really really helpful to people yeah i think i think that would be an awesome collaboration because i do feel like so many people are addicted to uh fast food um i used to be like in my 20s um I didn't cook a lot. I was always mm-hmm. at Wendy's and McDonald's and Popeyes and White Castle i mean i I grew up, you know, with fruits and veggies and a garden and stuff like that at my grandparents' house. My mom was a big baker, cook, Um, you know, then my dad, eh, not so much. Um, My dad was more of a let's go out to eat kind of guy and let's order in. So then, you know, the transition has been great because now, you know, I love my kombuchas and my kales and my green. But like to your point earlier about your granddad, 
diet, you know, his diet. But then the lady, um, you said her name was something Mills, Alana Mills. Alana Millstein. Alana yep. Millstein. Eating, allowing yourself to have things that you enjoy, but in moderation has always been my motto in terms totally. of things that I, because my mom was a baker, so I have a bit of a sweet tooth. Um, but it's always in moderation. It's like I had um, some what do you call it? gelato the other day. I haven't had gelato in probably 10 years. But That's amazing. Yes, yeah. you're so right. The moderation is key. Yeah, I hadn't had it in so long and it was so good. And I just got a little baby cup, you know, a little baby cup one. And it was it was good because I tend to like sorbet and, you know, all of the kind of vegan little ice cream treats we can make for ourselves. Totally. But it's definitely about in moderation. Well, I love that. I love the guests that you would invite. I love that you invite, you know, your granddad because that's very important. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. So you would collaborate with McDonald's. You want to change the world, which I love because I'm a big, I'm a big change the world girl. I like, you know, big things. Women can do hard things. So I love that. Um, yes. That's a great collaboration. Now, when you think about your journey and you think about, you know, where, where you see yourself um, in five years or where you, I don't necessarily like that cliche thing because things change a lot, but yeah, sure. you know, where do you see yourself like, um, going, being a part of, um, curating, you know, in the future, like what, what does that, what does that look like for you? Like what, what, what are some amazing, challenging, interesting things would you love to do, you know, in your profession, as far as, you know, wellness is concerned, plant-based, just really helping the people, um, you know, get to a better place in the choices that they make in food. Sure. That's, that's a great one. Um, I think that a combination of like some things that I would like to see over the next few years, definitely um, improving, like I said, accessibility, but also maybe teaching skills. We mm -hmm. have a couple like culinary, um, well, we have like a couple culinary schools or culinary programs here in West Michigan. And, you know, they, they are very like plant-based forward, um, bringing in dietitians and chefs. And I mean, it's not always going to be vegan options, but we're teaching sure. the public here, you know, simple skills that maybe they hadn't learned on their own from their family or maybe hadn't utilized in a long time. And I think that that's really empowering to them. And I think that's what's going to make a huge change as well. You know, of course, um, making better changes for when we're on the go and, mm -hmm. you know, my, my hopeful goal of improving the health of fast food chains is great. But also making sure that people aren't feeling overwhelmed in the kitchen. I think that, you know, that that sometimes is lacking when I maybe work with clients or see clients at the hospital as well. You know, we can talk about the foods that are great and that should, they should be focusing on and maybe some ideas of you know, some healthy swaps they can make. But sure. if, yeah. if we're talking about this and they, they're feeling insecure about their skills um, in the kitchen or, you know, sometimes we talk about more abstract concepts and they're like, but what does that actually look like in real life? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, maybe trying to think about how, you know, more hands-on education can benefit um, these clients and patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that's a big thing, you know, feeling confident in the kitchen, like, I remember when I was facilitating classes because I used to facilitate classes at the um, it's, it was called Eastside Food Co-op, a natural food store in Minneapolis in Northeast Minneapolis. And I would do the farmer's market. So basically what I would do I would make healthy meals, quick, healthy meals with like 
five ingredients from the farmer's market. You know, I would make like vegetable hashes, just little, I would show them my, my goal was to show people that it doesn't have to be hard. Like you can find a couple of things, throw it together, you know, go to farmer's market, pick it up or whatever is in your fridge. Um, and that's a big part of like being confident in the kitchen, but just, you know, giving it a try. I know I watch, I watch my mom just kind of throw things together a lot. Like she was the queen of that. Like, Oh, we got yeah. this, we got that. Let's throw that together. And then I too picked that up as well. Uh, my grandma was always like, well, what do you have in the fridge? Like, let's put it together. But that's mm-hmm. a good, that's a huge part of that is just feeling uh, confident in the kitchen, feeling confident in your abilities to, to make that transition to, like you said, to swap out, you know, the naughty with the, with the, you know, the good um, or to, for instance, like, you know, milk. I, I haven't had real milk and I don't know how long I drink oat milk, coconut milk, mm-hmm. almond milk, you know, so that I remember that being my big swap um, for myself and for my son. Um, Cause I, I have, I have an adult son and I switched him off of it because he actually was having issues. He had asthma. And he was having mm-hmm. issues with uh, phlegm and just lots of asthma attacks. And I told his pediatrician, I said, I'm just taking him off the belt altogether. And he, mm-hmm. was like, he was like, okay. He was, he was like, yeah, let's try that and let's see how it goes. I was like, okay. So I took him off for a while and noticed the change because uh, I switched it out and he really didn't know. It took him like a year to notice it. And then he picked it up and he was like, almond milk. I was like, yeah, you can drink it that for a year. He's like, almond milk, mom. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And he's just like, he was already all in. Now I'm like, you really should have regular milk anyway. Um, you know, cause when he was a baby, he didn't respond. He had to have soy. He wouldn't respond to regular milk. So, sure. um, so it definitely is, you know, one of those swap it out, replace it with, you know, something good. Um, and that, and that's a, that's a huge part of the work that you're doing. That's the work that you're doing is very important, very much needed. I don't well, know. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how many times people will call me for a consult and I'm like, um, okay, well, you know, and I tell them like, okay, this is this is what we'll have to start with. And it's very intimidating for people, you know, yes. when you go in and you're like, okay, well, here's what we can do. And I'm just like, I always refer them to a professional now because I was self-taught. Um, and I kind of transitioned on my own, read a lot of mm-hmm. books, you know, Matthew Kinney, a lot of um, Michael Pollan, a lot of, yeah. um, you know, a lot of books I read, um, a lot of like um, anti-inflammatory, gluten-free, you know, I just, I would spend a lot of time at the co-op. So I started buying the books and I started reading the books and, you know, on my break and things like that. But that's definitely, you know, definitely good work you're doing. And and tell me a little bit about West Michigan, because I know my hometown, you know, I'm from Michigan. Yeah. But I know that from the research that I've done and, and some of the people that I've interviewed, wh- where are we at in Michigan in terms of, you know, the plant-based wellness uh, space? Like, where are we at in terms of that? I know you said that you're introducing things and things are, you know, getting better. But wh- where are we at? Like, on a scale from 1 to 10, West Michigan, where do you think access for, you know, great food, not a lot of food deserts, and the ability to get, you know, fresh food uh, where are we at on, you know, maybe a scale from one to 10, uh, your professional opinion? Sure. I'd say mm, maybe like a six or a seven. I think, oh, we could good. Do, I think we could do better, but I also do feel like Kalamazoo, um, I mean, it's, it's with having what I think like four colleges here, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is full of educated people who mm-hmm. want to make a difference and value food. I think 
Sure. You know, the Kalamazoo area, the West Michigan area, we're all just, we're foodies and, um, you know, people really, really value it. And so, you know, that with the, the, the hospitals that we have or just healthcare in general, mm-hmm. some of the culinary um, programs, I mean, there are, there are groups that come together that think about those things of like, you know, are we still experiencing and I don't know the exact, like, the technicality of, like, how far you have to be from a, a, a grocery store to be considered a food desert. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that there have been boards in Kalamazoo that they're, you know, trying to anticipate that from, um, you know, from happening in the future. And so I definitely think we're in a better spot than we used to be. Oh, um, in this area. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I certainly have, like, have the the privilege of, you know, having a job and owning a house and being able to, you know, drive if I need to go to mm-hmm. the health food store to pick up, you know, a specialized ingredient. Sure. Um, and we do have like a, a larger um, unhomed population here too. Um, but we have, you know, a good amount of food pantries and initiatives that, you know, we're trying to take care of them too. Mm-hmm. Again, not perfect. I'm still going to stick with my six or seven answer, but I think we're doing <laughs> yeah. better than, you know, some other areas I would hope. Yeah. Because I know, I know as someone that was born and raised there in that area, I know yeah. that uh, we, we had a lot of um, gardens. We always had a garden, but I also realized too, that we would have just the standard now, do you guys have like a Whole Foods, Trader Joe's? We um, do. We have a Trader Joe's and okay. then some like um, more locally owned um, like health food stores like okay. Sawalt, a great one. That's like a family in, in Kalamazoo area. That okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Because I know when I was, I was there about seven, I was home about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that. No, I think that was it. About seven years ago, I was back home and I did find this cute little store. I found the um, edible, uh, edible something Michigan. So I got, I'm obsessed with those little um, publications. So I did get one and I'm going to frame it at some point because I'm like, oh, but I was actually in, I was actually in Ben Harbor, Michigan. It was that area. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so you have the Trader Joe's, no Whole Foods yet. No Whole Foods. Okay. I heard we're getting one in Grand Rapids. This is just okay. a rumor that mm-hmm. my students told me. Um, but we have one, I think, in Mishawaka, which yep. is, I mean, that's like an, you know, an hour drive-ish, maybe more. So, you know, we could yes, make it. Yes, it's a shop there in high school for uh, back to okay. school shopping. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mishawaka. yeah, yeah, that's right. Three Rivers. That would be yeah. closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool to hear those names. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I, I'm, I'm like, oh. Like um, I'm a Michigan girl at heart. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. So so we're making some progress. We're making we're making some progress. If we got a Trader's Joe's and you know some of the natural food stores now for fast food. Um, earlier, I know you mentioned that we're we're not quite there in terms of just having you know options on the menu um, yeah. for vegetarians or plant based people or some vegan option. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that Starbucks is a big fan of uh, having options. Um, do you see uh, some of that in West Michigan as far as like any of the Starbucks providing some more healthier options? Because I know it's like a Dunkin' Donuts kind of coffee place, but do we have any of that? Yeah, we have a couple Starbucks around here and, you know, we're certainly set on the the non-dairy milks. We're Mm -hmm. good there. We have a lot of options. And I think it kind of depends on the size of the, um, 
of the cafe. Okay. So again, we have a lot of students here, so we have sure. some you know, bigger cafes. And I do find that the options are better there for some of those, like the plant-based protein bite box or whatever it was mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely options. And then we have like more local um, cafes like Water Street, which has a ton of vegan friendly options. And then okay. Rose Gold Cafe downtown, which is actually all plant based. Okay. So, you know, we have a good variety of inclusive coffee shops, definitely. Okay, because I'm coming to visit my friend. My friend bought a house, just bought a house in um, Southfield, Michigan by Detroit. And so... Sure. I told her, I said, when I come, I want to like explore some of the, you know, like go, go down to my hometown and explore some of the plant-based restaurants and cafes and stuff like that. Just, you know, professionally, but also as a person who is plant-based, I want to just kind of see what they have to offer. Um, yeah. I'll have know. to email you some of my favorites. <laughs> yes, please do. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a little tour soon um, where I'm going to pick five places that I go to and then I'm going to talk a lot about those places and interview some of the people from there too is what I'm planning in a couple of months not just yet but it's it's on my it's on my calendar to do and just kind of do like a little travel deal when I go home but make it work and play um yeah so yes please yeah yes please send me some of those okay so Anya let's tell the listeners where can they find you at um your social media your website if you want to just uh let them know where they can find you at okay yeah, so my website, vegcentricdietitian.com. That's where I have a few recipes and information about nutrition coaching, um, along with some some freebie resources with, you know, the great intention of always building that up. But, you know, there's a few there right now. And then my Instagram and Facebook are at vegcentricdietitian. Okay, awesome. And do you have any new projects coming up that you can share or any amazing like collaborations or just anything you're working on that you want to share with the listeners? Sure. Well, I just wrapped up a, um, a, a conference that I spoke at um, last weekend with my dietitian peers. I did a awesome. piece plant-based eating patterns among the pediatric population. So okay. kind of combining, you know, my, my love for plant-based nutrition and my current um, day job as a pediatric dietitian. Okay. Um, I'll continue writing for Veg Out, and we have you know four um, print magazines that come out each year, along with a good variety of digital articles um, daily. And then I'm also I'm getting married in August. Well, I'm married, but we're having our wedding in August. So oh, you know, congratulations! To yes, thank you so much. The pandemic, we got engaged right before the pandemic. So, oh yeah. Um, you know, it's been, it's been interesting, but, you know, just trying to enjoy like, you know, our new home mm-hmm. and um, just pri- prioritizing, I think like my happiness and my mental health too. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I For think sure. that's, that's probably the biggest project or not anti-project maybe, but, but that's what I'm working on. Awesome. Congratulations on the nuptials. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> the pandemic has really, really, I think made us reevaluate, you know, what's important, you know, our mental health, peace, having a peaceful place. You know, I know for me, I got a little off track with my healthy discipline eating. And I was just recently talking to my boyfriend and I said that I need to get back on track. You know, I was really good at working out three days a week, my smoothies, my green juices, my vital minerals, all my good stuff. And for some reason... Mm -hmm. The, the pandemic shut that down and I just was, I was still doing my water, my tea and my kombucha, 
But like mm -hmm. my supplements are like $300 that mm -hmm. I was taking on a daily and I wasn't doing any of that. You know, just like with the stress and, you know, the new uncharted territory, oh, how no. long, you know, so it was a whole deal. But I'm glad you guys are finally, you know, the wedding's coming up and we were, everyone's in a good place in terms of the pandemic, you know, doing the best that we can. Um, with our mental health and, and eating definitely plays a huge part in that um, getting out in the okay. sunshine. I live close to the beach. Um, as a Michigan girl, I was not doing much beaching. So I love to go to the <laughs> beach and work out and just like yes. the sand and the salt and the air. I love that too. So that's a, that's a benefit of living close to the beach here in Fort Lauderdale, getting out and getting some sunshine. So that's amazing. I, I I'm very honored to have you on the show and, I'm so glad we, we had an opportunity to connect, you know, Michigan girls unite. Yes, I, love absolutely. That. <laughs> I love the work that you're doing. And again, you can find Anya online at uh, vegcentricdietitian.com. She's also on Instagram, Facebook, check out her website. She has amazing coaching opportunities, resources, all of her contact information is on there. Um, she's doing great work, looking to change the world, which I love. Um, and also, you know, really helping families really learn the tools to, you know, have healthy kids, to raise healthy kids. Food is a huge part of that. Um, it's not talked about as much as I would like it to be. But I think that Anya, I think you and your colleagues and, and all of the students coming behind you will be an amazing part of, you know, this this wellness industry and educating and, you know, bringing humanness to, you know, the wellness space. So thank you for okay. that. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, yes, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I hope to, you know, touch base with you soon and, and see if you have any other projects coming up. But if not, um, we'll say goodbye to the listeners and we will definitely be in contact. I would love for you to send me those um, any information you have on some of the places that I could visit once I come back home here in a couple of, of months. Yes, yeah. I'd love to. Please do. And so thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on the Green Fork Collective podcast. As always, peace, love, and leafy greens.